Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. I have a message that's a little unique, and I want to begin with a question. How many of you ever need reminding? I'm so glad that you guys laughed because I'm in that boat as well. Um, I need reminders every day. The older I get, the more reminders I need. I literally email myself about different tasks, about different things I need to accomplish next week or later on this week. Because otherwise, if I think about it and I spend too much time, not, I, all of a sudden I lose it. So I literally email myself, hey, don't forget to do this, don't forget to do that. I keep a calendar of important dates to remind me of different things, birth dates and appointments and, and you know, Christmas and, you know, I'm, I'm not that bad. I have a contact list with phone numbers and emails because no one remembers phone numbers and emails and we need, that inf- we need that help, that information to remember. I have an alarm clock on my phone. I set it. If I really want to wake up. The older I get, I don't have to set it much anymore because for whatever reason, God has an automatic reminder for me right now. But, but, you know, for some of you, you need that reminder. I have a fuel gauge to remind me when to fuel up the car. You Tesla owners out there, you guess what? You have this thing that says, hey, I'm almost out of charge. You need to charge up soon. And the best reminder ever created, and say amen if you agree with this, is a yellow post-it note. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. I have them all over my desk. I write a little note, I put it on there, and, and it, I'll have it in my calendar, but I still put it on my desk. There's, it's just there's comfort in the yellow post-it note. I don't know why. By the way, did you know that was invented in church? The yellow post-it notes? It's the 3M product. And one, Arthur, Arthur, what's his name? Arthur, Arthur something, Arthur Fry. He was actually a choir member singing in church. And uh, they would sing two or three different songs. And he had his hymnal and he would put different pieces of paper in the hymnal to try to, you know, to keep the lo- location where th- what the next song was going to be. And he opened up his hymnals and the papers would fall out and he'd get so frustrated. And so he was an employee at 3M. He said, I'm going to invent something. And he invented a sticky note that he could put on a piece of paper that wouldn't leave a residue so it wouldn't ruin the hymnal that he could always keep his place. Good things come out of the church, by the way. <laughs> we all need reminders. As followers of Jesus, we need to be reminded that God is greater than whatever problems we might be facing. That's my message today. God is greater. God is greater than even the things that you think that are impossible. God is greater. Listen to the following words that Peter spoke when he was writing a letter of encouragement to the early believers in uh, 2 Peter chapter 1. Verses 12 and 13, he says these words. He says, therefore... I will always remind you about these things. Even though you already know them and are standing firm in the truth, you have been taught. And it is only right that I should keep, remind, keep on reminding you as long as I live. What is Peter reminding us? He's reminding us about God's promises. How we can respond to God's promises through faithfulness. God's promises remind us that God is greater than our circumstances, that God is greater than our problems, that God is greater than our difficulties. If you need encouragement today as a follower of Christ, if you need to be reminded who God is in your life, man, I encourage you to read 2 Peter chapter 1. It just, just read the whole chapter. 
And guess what? You will leave like, man, that's who I am in Christ. Peter was reminding the early believers, hey, let me remind you who my God is, who your God is. I share that scripture because it's a, it's a reminder that we all need reminders. This past week when I was thinking about the difference, different things that we help us to remember, I think about the calendar, I think about all these different things, and, and then I thought, man, I thought the greatest reminder of all time was that post-it note. I thought I was pretty, you know, th- that was a cool idea, and, and my oldest son, Evan, was in town last week. He was seeing his new nephew, uh, Vincent, and, um, and he was in town, and, and I was mentioning to Evan, just kind of trying to get some new, some other ideas. Hey, Evan, what are some, what are some of the greatest reminders ever created? Things, that, you know, instruments to create. He looks at me, he goes, the rainbow. I'm thinking of post-it notes. My son thinks about the rainbow. You know what I'm saying? It's like really how, seriously, Evan? Seriously? He thinks of God's creation. I'm thinking of a, of a post-it note. But it reminds us that throughout Scripture, we have been given reminders. The rainbow reminds us that even though God is just, he is also merciful. God made a covenant with Noah that he would never once again destroy the world with a flood or destroy mankind with a flood. The cross is a reminder of God's love and forgiveness. It reminds us of the judgment of sin, how God placed the punishment of sin on his very own son. How through the righteousness of Jesus, it's a reminder that we can find forgiveness and hope for eternal life. The sunrise and the sunset is a constant reminder of God's faithfulness. During a difficult time, the Lord reminded Job of this very fact. You can read it for yourself in Job chapter 38, verse 12. He says, have you ever commanded, this is God speaking to to Job, have you ever commanded the morning to appear and cause the, the dawn to rise in the east? Job was struggling and if you want to read chapters 38 and 39, God just unloads on Job and gives him two chapters. May I remind you who I am? God is reminding Job of his faithfulness. See, we all need to be reminded of God's faithfulness and greatness. At times we can become so overwhelmed with life and that we discard, ignore, and forget that ultimately God is in control. We, we all of a sudden, little things. You know, it's the little things in life that really set you off. You know, you can have all these big things, and there's that one little thing. Someone left a dirty dish in the dish in, in the sink, and bam, it just goes, you go crazy. Someone put the toilet roll in the wrong direction. Wow, what are you talking about? Someone forget to put the tooth. These things I never do, okay? Forget to put the cap on the toothpaste. Boom. All of a sudden, it's the little things in life. At times, we forget to appreciate all that God has done. And all that God continues to do on our behalf. And my goal today is to encourage you and to awaken within you the faith that God has given you. I want to awaken within you the faith that God, God has planted in each and every one of us a seed of faith. And that seed of faith is supposed to grow and mature and continue to move forward. Because the greater faith we have, guess what? The greater we can overcome our problems because guess what? We have faith in God who overcomes our difficulties. I want to remind you that with God's help, you can rise above any situation that you might face. And may I share this. God never promised you that there won't be difficulties. He never promised you that there won't be troubles. In fact, he told his disciples in John 16, 33, he says, in this world you will have trouble. 
Thank you, Jesus. But take heart. I have overcome the world. If you're struggling with finding peace in this world, listen up. If you're struggling with finding peace in this world, then you're probably not putting your trust in Jesus. Because a relationship with Jesus will bring you peace even through the most difficult of times. You can go through some of the most, when I went through cancer, it was probably the most difficult time in my life. And that announcement of, of that disease that for so many it, it causes death, I get announced that. And through that, at that moment when all of a sudden everything seemed like despair for me, all of a sudden when, when the Holy Spirit just all of a sudden just rushed this peace into my life. I got you. I got you. Don't freak out. I got you. Jesus brings peace in the most difficult of times. I know State Farm states like a good neighbor, State Farm is always there. I know Allstate claims you're in good hands with Allstate. But have you ever noticed on any two of those insurance companies or any insurance companies, if you have more than two insurance claims, you're dropped like a heavy sack of potatoes. I mean, you can't even find insurance. There are nowhere to be found. Unlike insurance companies, Jesus will never leave you and nor will he forsake you. No matter how much trouble you get in, guess what? Jesus will always be there. All we have to do is turn towards him. Jesus will always remain with you. He's a friend who sticks closer to the bro- than a brother, according to Proverbs. I sense this week, I don't know why, but I sense this week, and I was talking to the staff during staffing, that we just need encouragement, more encouragement in the church. I think it's because everything has been turned upside down, and, and some things just aren't normal. Like, we, we don't travel as much as we used to. We can't do certain things like we used to. And, and all of a sudden, we, we get out of our routine, and all of a sudden, we just don't feel right. But I want to bring encouragement to you today, because I don't want you to struggle with fear. We don't need to struggle with fear. We just don't. Fear doesn't do, it's kind of like worry. What does worry ever do for you? It does nothing for you, and fear doesn't do anything for you either. I mean, there's good fear. Don't put your hand on the stove, and I get that. But we don't struggle with those type of fears. We struggle with the bad fears. Throughout the Bible, you can read stories of people who had to overcome their fears and face the difficulties before them with God's help. Story after story with God's strength. Job, Abraham, Joshua, Rahab, David, Joseph, Daniel, Samson, Ruth, Peter, Paul. Those are just a few that you can read the stories in the Bible where they had to overcome their fear with faith. They had to believe in God. They faced tremendous difficulties. Things that we have never faced. Things that we haven't come close to facing. And yet they walked through those difficult circumstances with, with God's help. They walked and made it through. We can do the same. We don't have to live in fear. I don't care who's in charge. I don't care what political party you are. I don't care. Just forget it. Put your trust in God. In fact, I think this is the greatest time ever. Because it's making us to stand up and put our trust in God. Sometimes we put too much trust in people, guys. Today I want to present some encouraging truths that will bring hope and stability. I believe, I hope it will bring hope and stability into your life. If you apply these truths, you'll discover, guess what? You'll discover greater peace during difficult times. With each 
thought I'm going to share with each truth, I'm going to put an action point behind it. And so those are things that you can just apply to your life. And the, the first reminder of truth is knowing that God is in control. I'm not saying that bad things won't happen. Jesus told us we can expect trouble. But that's because we live in an imperfect world. But with that stated, God is still greater than your troubles. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans 8, 28, he says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Many times in life, God has used the difficulties of my life, and probably for many of you here today, God has used the difficulties of our lives for his greater purpose. We didn't understand it at the time, but all of a sudden, man, God, I don't, wow. He used the difficulties for a greater purpose. I don't always see the greater purpose when I'm in the midst of things. I can't always see that, but I still choose to put my, my trust in God. Every great man and woman recorded in the pages of the Bible had to make that choice. Did you catch that? Every great man and woman recorded in the Bible had to make that choice. Am I going to put my trust in this world or am I going to put my trust in God? Do we trust that God is in control? And if we believe that God is in control, then how should we respond? And this is one of those action points. How should, if, we, if we truly believe God is in control, then how should we respond to the troubles and difficulties of this life? We should respond by asking God for help. Right? If he's truly in control, then why wouldn't we ask? Why do we ask our friends and our neighbors and our bosses and our, all these different places we forget to ask God for help? The Apostle, Paul, the Apostle James tells us to ask God for whatever we need. If you need direction, ask God. If you need wisdom, ask God. Why? Because God desires to help. God desires relationship with you. I love that song this morning we sang, he's chasing after us. He desires relationship with us. The Bible says as you draw close to God, he will draw close to you. He'll draw close to you. God wants us to put our trust in him. He wants us to know that he's in control and to put our faith. That's what faith is all about. Politicians might think they're in control. Hollywood might think they're in control. The rich might think they're in control, but they're not. They don't even know when their last breath is going to take place. They don't even know that. God does. Ultimately, God is the one who is in control. Therefore, our confidence should be in who? God. Not in the things of this world, not in our 401ks, not in our job, not in our house. Those are all great things. But nothing is greater than God. God is the one we put our trust in. Look at the promise that the Apostle John writes in 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. He says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. We can have confidence that God hears our prayers. And here's the key. We can have confidence that if we pray according to his will, he answers our prayers. Meaning, definition of that. God will do what is good for you, not what you think is good. Okay? God will do what is good for you, not what you think is good. 
leads us into a second reminder of truth. God is good. God is in control. God is, in, God is good. Some people view their troubles as punishment from God. Have you ever done that? Sometimes you think, oh, God, man, you're just punishing me now. And, you know, I guess Jonah kind of got punished a little bit because he ran away from God. But unless you're Jonah and you're running away from the call of God, I don't know that God is out there just trying to punish people. I just don't see that. Can we step out of God's protection? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Our choices do have consequences. If you drink and drive, there are consequences. If you're cheating on your spouse, you can say it. There are consequences. If you're not paying your taxes, there are consequences. But let's get something straight today, I think. Our consequences caused by our foolish decisions do not negate God's goodness. So many times we want to try to negate God's goodness because of our foolish choices. Uh-uh. That don't work that way. I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm tired of the, that woe is me attitude sometimes that I can get and all of us at times can get. You know, because we just don't want to own up to our own mistakes. Let's own up to our mistakes. Let's not, let's not put them on God. Let's not put them on others. We all face consequences for poor decisions. Instead of, instead of blaming others, let's choose to lean into God. Let's choose to lean into for God's help. Why? Why do we lean into God's help? Because he is good. He is good. God is the one who can take those things that, in, that the enemy intended for evil and he can use them for good. If we are willing to put our trust in him. Psalms 136.1 says give thanks to the Lord. And catch that middle part. For what? Say it with me. For he is. Good. Let's say it again. For he is. Good. For he is. Good. Do you believe it? Yes. Amen. His faithful love endures forever. God by his very nature. The quality of who he is is good. It's part of his character. So if we know that God is good. Should we respond? How should we respond with troubles? This is one of those action points. If we know God is good, how should we respond when troubles come our way? We respond by giving God glory. See, we do the exact opposite. Oh my gosh, we got this going. Troubles, I don't know how this is going to work out. I can't believe my car wouldn't start this morning. I mean, we, we just, you know, what would happen if all of a sudden we faced a trouble? I know you're thinking I'm weird right now. I don't care. What would happen? I, I, I don't do this. I'm preaching to myself right now, okay? What would happen if I wake up in the morning, the car won't start. I'm going to be late for work. God, don't understand, but God, I know you're good and you're going to work this thing out. I need a little Latasha right now here because she'd be going, man. She'd be shouting me down right now. That's right, Pastor Tom. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. What would happen when we saw difficulty? What would it do to the Heavenly Father when all of a sudden his people saw, no matter what they faced, oh, manna every morning for the next 40 years? God is good. God is great. Thank you, Lord. Let's start responding. If we know God is good, let's start responding to troubles by glorifying him and choosing, God, I know you're still good. Know that God can take our mess-ups and turn them around for good if we choose to obey and put our faith and trust in Him. Trouble is just an opportunity for God. 
God desires, do you know this? That God desires to display his power through you. He really does. He desires that his power can work through you in miraculous ways. It's just that we have to put our trust and faith in him. Why? Because God is good. Some people live their whole life blaming God for their mistakes. And if you really want to turn your life around, then I encourage you to stop blaming God and start praising God. Stop blaming God, start praising God. Life changes, and you can write this down because I think this is an important statement. Life changes when we stop seeing God as the problem and we start seeing God as the solution. When we stop seeing that God is the problem and we start seeing that God is the solution, life in your, your life will change. I guarantee it. Leads me to my third reminder of truth, and that is this. God is faithful. It's vital that we understand that God is faithful. In Malachi chapter 3, God says, I do not change. Why is this important? Because if we read God's word, as we read his truth in the scripture, we can have confidence that, you know what, whatever the promises that God has given us, they will not change. He will not all of a sudden get on the swim and say, oh man, you know what, I liked that a few years ago, but you know what, forgiveness, that whole forgiveness idea, that's out, I'm not doing that any longer. These guys are, I'm not forgiving them ever again. No, no, no. God's promises are true. If he's promised to forgive you, guess what? If you choose to repent, turn your face, guess what? You're going to find forgiveness. If you need love, guess what? God is love. He will pour out his love upon you. We just have to put our faith and trust in him. Malachi 3, I do not change. Listen to Psalms 33, 4. For the word of the Lord holds true. And we can trust everything he does. God's nature is not going to change. His goodness, his mercy, his love, his righteousness will not change. 100% dependable. Similar to the illustration that I shared earlier about the insurance. You get in one or two accidents, all of a sudden your insurance is canceled. God has no insurance policy. He's the real deal. God is faithful wherever he, is, wherever he has promised. Knowing that God is faithful, one of those action points again, how we respond. Knowing that God is faithful, how should we then respond to trouble? In faith, we respond in faith. Troubles, and this is the coolest thing in life, and I'm learning this the older I get. Troubles are just an opportunity to put our faith into action. Isn't that true? It's an, when all of a sudden troubles come our way, it's an opportunity where I can all of a sudden take my faith and I can put it into action. Many times our first response to trouble is what? Fear. But fear doesn't need to be our final response. It might be our first response, but what's more important is what's your final response? Step out in faith. Think about Peter. Do you think Peter would have walked out on the water if it was just a beautiful sunshiny morning and all of a sudden the water was nice and glass clear? No, he would have been swimming. He would have been walking on water that day. Peter has been the boat being tossed around by the waves and he was thinking he was going to sink. He was thinking probably he was going to die. But then Peter all of a sudden sees Jesus walking on the water and the, the disciples thought that Jesus was a ghost and, and they, they started getting scared and, and Jesus saw their fear and he says, hey, 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 relax. Hey, it is I. And then Peter goes, wait, Lord, if it's really you, call me out upon the water. What was Something all of a sudden changed in Peter. 
He's living in this rough waters. The waves are hitting him. And fear is coming upon him. They think their boat's going to sink. And all of a sudden, he sees Jesus out in the water. And Jesus says, in his eyes, if it's really you, call me out on the water. What changed? All of a sudden, G- Peter went from fear, and he started to walk in faith. What happened? He knew that Jesus was faithful. You see, when you can have confidence that God is going to be faithful, then you can take a step out of the boat and stop walking on water. I know Peter sunk. I get it. But why did he sink? He sunk because he took his eyes off of Jesus and he started putting his eyes back on his troubles and difficulties. He put his eyes on the wind and the waves and all of a sudden that all of a sudden it left him and he started sinking into the water. But man, if we choose to have faith in Christ, guess what? Fear doesn't have to be the final response in our lives. Faith can. If you want to overcome fear, then you put your trust that God is faithful. That's, that's, that's what we have to do. Peter did eventually begin to sink because, because he put his eyes off of Jesus. Practical point. Can I just share something and hopefully I won't step on too many toes today, okay? Is that okay? Yeah. If you're struggling with fear, stop watching the news. Start reading your Bible. Stop watching the news, start reading your Bible. Some people would accuse me that, Pastor Tom, you're just putting your head in the sand. No, I'm taking my head out of the sand. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm taking my head out of the sand. I don't need to listen to that garbage. I'm going to start reading God's word and put my, put my faith and my, my trust in his word and not in all these other things that are coming at me. We see, we, we get things mixed up. We think, what? no, I'm not putting my head in the sand. I, I hit the news once in a while just to keep updated a little bit. But, man, I don't watch it a lot anymore. And that can testify. I just, ugh, can't do it. Great achievements will always involve great testing. Write that down. Great achievements will always involve great testing. The troubles of life will challenge our faith. But that's what eventually strengthens our faith. If we had no challenges, we would have difficult lives. Babies need challenges to grow up. They need something to, so that their muscles can develop. We all need challenges. It's why James writes in James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind, say that, of any kind, troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Endurance is really a form of faith. Just like muscles grow when it's worked, guess what? Our faith grows when it's worked. Let your faith work. The last reminder I give you with you today, and you probably think, man, was this ever going to end? It's coming right now with this last thought. God is timely, okay? God is timely. So many times, if, so many times we want our troubles to be resolved on our timetable, and it just doesn't work that way. God doesn't work on your timetable or my timetable. God's work is perfect according to his timetable. Many times we don't see the big picture, but God does. Many times we have a limited view. God has unlimited view. That's why Paul writes in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, he says, it's, it, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. How many ever get tired of doing what is good? Yeah. Guess what? Paul writes, don't get tired of doing He's encouraging us. He's, he's 
helping us. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we just don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give in. Keep moving forward. Keep trusting God. Know that God is good. Know that God is faithful. And keep walking towards him. Watch what will happen in your life. My in-laws, Johnny and Lang, um, who attend this church, Johnny and Elaine were, did ministry for n- number of years. Johnny's an evangelist pastor. And he, shared, he has shared this story, just maybe to some of you, but he shared the story multiple times with me. How God called him right when our oldest son was, uh, was, was born. They, called, they, they were called from California. Why would anyone leave California to go to Marion, Illinois? They did. You see, you do crazy things when God calls you. So they went because God put, placed on Johnny's heart that he was going to own a radio station. He was going to have multiple radio stations. And so they packed up everything, sold everything, went to California or went to Illinois, bought this radio station. And it was tough. It was difficult. It was a struggle. It was an older radio station. Everything was breaking down. Everything needed to be fixed. Money was a struggle. I mean, it was, it, they were, multiple radio stations, they were just trying to survive with one radio station. They were about ready to throw in the towel at times. You can t- ask him, talk to him about it. It was difficult. They thought about throwing in the towel. But Johnny knew that God had called him. He knew God had spoken. And he remained faithful. What's interesting that many of us don't understand what God is doing behind the scenes. When Johnny and Elaine were going through all those struggles, repairing antennas, trying to figure out all these different things, and trying to keep this radio station operating and working, Johnny was learning. What, what Pastor Johnny didn't realize was that God wasn't calling him to plant radio stations in the United States. He was calling him to plant radio stations around the world. All of a sudden, God used the knowledge that he had to develop there in Illinois, and they started placing radio stations in Argentina, in Africa, and in different places of South America, all because he was faithful to the calling. He couldn't see it when he was going through it, he didn't understand it many times. He just knew God called him. That's how God works many times. See, that's where faith and trust and belief as a follower of Christ we have to get to. We might not understand certain things. We might not understand why, why your spouse is doing this or cheating on you on this way. And you're going like, what in the world? We don't understand why, why maybe a, a child is going this way and you're going like, and you want to scream. Any, anyone here has ever made it, have a, has had a child make you want to scream? A, a teenager? Oh my gosh. Pray. Love them. Love them. Love them. Pray. Love them. Love them. God is faithful. God is holy. God is righteous. His qualities do not change. When we put our faith and trust in God, God will work out all the other things according to His plan, not our plan. And God's timing is perfect, even though we don't see it. Remember this truth. 
God is for you, not against you. Don't let the enemy try to make you think otherwise. No, no. God is for you. He's not against you. Knowing that God's timing is perfect, we should then respond. This is that action point. Knowing that God's timing is perfect, we should then respond to troubles by being patient. And I'm not saying that we should just forget about everything, not try to do anything. But troubles will bring choices. We have to, we have to choose how we're going to respond to the difficulties. And see, in walking through troubles and difficulties, we have to be patient enough. And this is what something Pastor Thomas learned. <laughs> Speaking about myself in the third person again. We have to be patient to allow God to do His work. So many times we want to get ahead of God. Doesn't mean that you should just not do anything. Whatever God puts in front of you, man, do it. And do it to the best of your ability. But then be patient and allow God to do his work on your behalf. Don't get ahead of God. Mo, uh, Moses would say out in the wilderness, he said, I don't want to take any step further, step forward without your presence going with me. That's how we should be. Lord, I don't want to take a step forward without God's presence going with me. Respond to troubles with patience. As I close, let me remind you once again of these four truths. God is in control. God is good. God is faithful, and God's timing is perfect. Next time you're facing difficulties, instead of allowing your thoughts to run rampant, try applying these four godly truths to your life, and then put your trust in Him. Lord, we thank You for Your Word today. We thank You that Your Word, Lord God, it is faithful and true. We never have to doubt. We never have to worry. We know, God, that you will always be there. You will never leave us nor forsake us, no matter what the circumstances, no matter if we're going through divorce, no matter if we're, if we're struggling with disease or cancer, no matter if we've been on kidney dialysis for the last 14, 15 years, no matter what the situation, you will never leave us nor forsake us. So God, help us to see troubles different. For just a moment here, eyes closed, heads bowed. If you're being overwhelmed by troubles, if you're being overwhelmed by difficulties, and there's no shame in the game on this, we all have it. And if you're being overwhelmed today, and you just need to be infused with a new faith and hope in God, I just want you to stand up right now. I don't want to even raise your hand. I just want you to stand up and say, yeah, Pastor Tom, that fear has, keeps trying to grip my heart, and things just keep trying to jump on top of me and all of a sudden I struggle and, and you know that you're here have faith stand up if you have that in your heart right now and your eyes closed up heads bowed for just a second I want to pray over you anybody I see that hand thank you I know there's people here because I'm not the only one that struggles with troubles anybody else okay if you're online watching us today just stand up right there in your living room I don't want to say a prayer because prayers are effective. And I want you to pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, I rebuke the fear that tries to grip my heart. And today, Lord, I stand in faith, knowing that you are God, that you are good, that you are in control, and that you can take the circumstances that look like there's just going to be destruction. You can take what the enemy meant for evil, and God, you can turn it around for good in my life. And Lord, I stand today in faith.
knowing, Lord God, that you're going to reverse the course, Lord God. You're going to change the direction, Lord God. You're going to make things happen in my life that I never could have imagined. And that is because I put my faith and my trust in you. God, I pray blessing, Lord God, over those who are standing in faith in Jesus' name. I thank you for the courage, Lord God, to say, yeah, I can't handle this, but God, I know a God who can. Lord, I pray you bless them abundantly in Jesus' name. Move through them and use them, I pray, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.